Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Forever. What's up, freebies? What's up, diamond dogs? What's up, athletic gerbils? It's Rhea Butcher, the host of this here podcast, Three Swings with Rhea Butcher. I'm apologizing now. I am in Birmingham, Hoover, Alabama, and I forgot to pack my podcasting equipment. So this episode is on my phone. I hope it doesn't drive you to bunkos listening to it. Um, I am in Alabama. I am going to try to maybe make it to the Negro Leagues Museum because there is another one down here. There's one in Kansas City, and I made it to that one. I only had 15 minutes to go through it, so hopefully I got a little more time to make it to this one. Um so far, it's super hot and super muggy. Not sure why they call Atlanta Hotlanta. Nobody calls it that. Um, we should just call it Hot Bama, you know? Um, it's been pretty great so far, but again, I've only been here for like 12 hours. So can't really judge a place on 12 hours. And also, I mean, judge by like, I mean it very respectfully. Um, that comes up because I definitely don't mean judge in the traditional sense. Some people are, surprised that I still came here. And, um, a, I like to do my job and B, um, there's all kinds of people everywhere. And I would encourage you to look into this legislature and realize that it doesn't necessarily reflect the people's opinion or beliefs. Although there are people that hold those beliefs, um, it really does come down to money and gerrymandering, but gerrymandering is something that gets done to make more money. So, um, there are a lot of people here who don't want those kinds of laws passed and they don't, and then there's a lot of people that don't give a shit, you know, which is kind of good. Cause if you don't give a shit, you don't give a shit. So I go to places because there's still places and they have a progressive mayor and you can't throw everything away. It just doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people would like for it to work like that. I can't say I've, I've not felt that way, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> you can't just, you can't just ignore people. I mean, I'll tell you, ignoring the South and ignoring rural states or ignoring this or ignoring that is what got us into this mess in part. It's a lot of other stuff. It's not, it's no one thing, you know, there's not one thing that got us into 
a place, which is exactly like baseball because I'll play baseball sometimes and I'll think, you know, if I would have just, if I would have just, if I would have just, it's like, you don't know that. If you would have just done that, maybe it would have been even worse. Who knows, you know? So you can't really go into the past too much and you can go to the past to learn from it and educate yourself so that you can have like sharper vision, but you can't go into the past and try to change it. The only thing you can do is like the next right thing. So the next right thing for me was to come here and shake hands with people and try to make them laugh for an hour so they don't have to think about this shit and they can maybe like feel a little bit better for a night and then they can go out and be kind to people. That's the only thing I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to change the legislature this week this week, or change this or change that. It's just like I'm just trying to help some people who are hopefully like-minded feel a little bit better so they can keep doing what they're doing. And that's it. Grassroots. <laughs> you got to plant the seeds and stuff. So there's no ads this week, which is nice, but I'm not um, supporting myself financially. So happy for you all that you don't have to skip over my ads, but um, the next four weeks we'll have ads. So enjoy it while it lasts, everybody. Um, I won my fantasy matchup last week. I'm now tied for first place. Whatever. How does this keep happening? Um you know, I keep making mistakes. I keep picking up the wrong people. I dropped Rich Hill and then he had a 30 point game. Whatever. You know, you keep playing the ponies or shit like that. This is why I don't gamble because I'd get really into it. I'm also drinking some disgusting uh, hotel decaf coffee. Why do hotels give you two pa- pouches of decaf and one pouch of regular coffee? That makes no sense. There's two beds in here. Why is there not two? regular coffees in here. Whatever. Um, I was also given the accessible room, which only makes me nervous because I'm like, what if somebody needs it? So it does stress me out. Um, Anyway, so we'll get into some men's baseball. I have had off weeks in my co-ed baseball, so I got nothing to report other than I ordered our hats and we got two different colors because we're fancy like that. So into men's baseball, we got Sean Doolittle versus Joe Madden. In a clash tailor made for the three swings universe, I can't disagree with, or can't agree with you more, Brett. Washington Nationals reliever Sean Doolittle, friend of the pod, and Chicago Cubs manager Joe Madden butted heads this past weekend over Doolittle's pitching delivery in Saturday's five to two Nationals win. Madden came out twice in the ninth to complain about Doolittle. <sighs> Sorry, friends. Madden said he believed the left-handed Doolittle was tapping his right toe on the ground, left toe. Before coming to the plate. No, you're right. Right toe. Cubs reliever Carl Edwards Jr. was informed at the end of spring training that his delivery, which featured a similar toe tap, was illegal. The whole thing I really wanted to get done was to protect Carl. Joe Madden really has a way with words. I've noticed that his like speaking grammar is really fascinating. And I'm not being judgmental. It's just he talks weird. Uh, like, try not to suck or whatever is like try don't suck i don't know anyway the way they said that was so weird and didn't make sense um i really didn't anticipate a whole lot to be done with the protest even though i still don't agree with the conclusion because i think it's exactly what carl did only a different version of it but my the point was i would not be a good parent had i not spoken up for my guy wowza after okay so let me just put a pin in that for just a second Joe Madden thinks he's a parent and he's coming out and defending Carl Edwards. Now, I can respect that. You know, you're the manager. 
you see something going on, you should say something. That brings me to my point, which is Madden has been someone who doesn't say shit about Aroldis Chapman or uh, Addison Russell directly. He doesn't say anything direct about it. And he will say these like vagaries that just brush it under the rug. So whatever, dude. Uh, after being told Doolittle's delivery was legal, Madden announced the Cubs were playing the game under protest. Doolittle actually tapped a couple of times. I think he tapped and he grazed. He did whatever, Madden said. They're saying Carl put his whole foot on the ground, and that somehow is different. And that's where I thought, semantically speaking, I just don't agree. Is semantically when... You're in love with Samantha from Sex and the City. Anyway, Doolittle, who retired the side in order for his eighth save in nine chances, said after the game he thought Madden had a different motive for coming out. In that moment, he's not trying to do anything other than rattle me, and it was kind of tired. Doolittle said, I don't know. Sometimes he has to remind people how smart he is and how much he pays attention to the game and stuff like that. He put his stamp on it for sure. The following day, the Cubs announced that they had dropped their protest. And then Brett asked me, Team Doolittle or Team Madden, JK. I think it's pretty obvious which team I'm on. I mean, I understand that Madden was probably coming out for Carl more so than Sean Doolittle, but it does have at least a secondary effect of slowing the game down and changing the rhythm and everything, which is the point of a toe tap to begin with. But um, anyway, I think Joe Madden is rather silly, personally. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So what's up with the Mets? That's our next question. The Mets went into Miami this weekend past weekend with a 20 and 22 record and a perfect opportunity to go back above 500 against the league worst Marlins. Instead, they got swept, including two shutouts despite starting Jacob deGrom on Friday and Noah Syndergaard on Sunday. deGrom is now three and five on the season with a 3.98 ERA. Don't remind me. (laughs) And Syndergaard is three and four with a 4.50 ERA. Meanwhile, Robinson Cano is only hitting 245 with three home runs and a 20% strikeout rate. That's somebody I drafted in my points league, and DeGrom I paid a pretty penny for in my in my categories league. I've got DeGrom and Bauer, and Bauer's flat also. <sighs> it's interesting. There's no um I haven't I guess Hinjin Ryu is like the biggest breakout ace, right? He would be the most I had him and then I dropped him because I was like, he gets hurt so much. I I, I have a hard time riding somebody until they get hurt, you know, because I'm just like, oh, they're going to get hurt. And then somebody else grabs them and they make, they get 36 points <laughs> regularly. Um, <clears throat> so there's like no, it, the pitching this year is very much a democracy. It feels like ev- nobody is like super sharp. I mean, like I would, I, I guess it's engine Rio out of everybody. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, let's see. And Robinson Cano, everybody's like, hang on to him. Hang on. I dropped him like two months ago and I've never looked back. (laughs) The Mets started out the season as a favorite in the NL East and now sit in the middle of the pack, falling 6.5 games behind the division leading Phillies with no bottom in sight. Can they turn this around or is their season already lost? I mean, I think, I don't think they can't, I I personally think they're kind of 
done for. I don't think they're going to be like the bottom of the division, but I just like Edwin Diaz doesn't, isn't what they thought they were buying. Um, Robinson Cano isn't what they thought they were buying. Like they're just, they didn't get what they thought they were getting, you know? Um, and their two aces are not pitching well. I mean, Zach Wheeler's all right, but Jacob deGrom is hurt. It seems like this has got to be an injury and injuries are big problems these days. So I just don't think, I mean, I think the Phillies are, have too many things. And then the Washington nationals win games. I just, and then the break, the Atlanta team is also playing pretty well. So I just think they've got a tall order to try to dig back out of where they're at. I'm not like, oh, they're terrible. It's more like, okay, they're not great, and look at what's surrounding them. They've got, they've got three other teams that are very good and not very beatable. So I'm sorry, Mets fans. It doesn't look great. So just enjoy wearing that weird color scheme. Next, we've got three true outcomes. The term three true outcomes refers to plate appearances that end in a walk, strikeout, or home run. The only outcomes that are primarily in the control of the batter and do not involve the defensive team. Minus the pitcher and the catcher, of course. The term was coined by baseball prospectus writer Christina Carl in the mid-90s, originally as a joke to describe the atypical hitting tendencies of outfielder Rob Deere, but has since entered into popular usage and in many ways is becoming a generation-defining term as the frequency of walks, strikeouts, and home runs continues to skyrocket in men's baseball. Now, I wonder if that phrase and its use as a joke and then its use as a real thing has created this system. Anyway, interesting to me. Uh, last year was the full, first full season in history in which strikeouts outnumbered hits by a total of 189. Through April of this year, there have already been 305 more strikeouts than hits, and the league batting average is only 244. At the same time, because of an equally historic rate of home runs, teams are a- averaging 4.68 runs per game, which would be the highest rate since 2008. 44% of those runs have come off of home runs. That's wild. This increase in the three true outcomes has impacted other parts of the game. For one, this year has been the, has seen the lowest stolen bases per game rate in the DH era. The strategy here is clear. It doesn't make sense to risk erasing a runner when the odds of scoring on a homer are historically high and the odds of scoring any other kind of contact are historically low. The MLB's savviest hitters are fully aware of these trends and are leaning into them, as evidenced by Luke Voigt's remark during spring training that batting average isn't a thing now, to Joey Gallo's explanation this past week of his declining strikeout rate. I'm still a three true outcomes guy. I'm still hitting home runs, walking and striking out. It's just about walking more and striking out less. Is there any end in sight to the three true outcomes era of hitting? How has the increase in three true outcomes affected baseball fandom? I mean, there's got to be an end in sight because it just doesn't, nothing lasts forever. But I will say that leads me to the second question. I think it's really boring, personally. (laughs) I don't like seeing, I don't like seeing useless strikeouts. You know, I like seeing effective strikeouts. But I don't like seeing, well, which is why I feel like Cody Bellinger is having such a better year because he's not, he's not also not walking. Like he's battling and he's hitting 400 and he's hitting home runs. He's doing all the things, you know? So you could actually do all the things or you could just be like, I'm going to just hit home runs. 
I don't know. I think it's really boring and it feels like we're watching wiffle ball sometimes. And I like watching the ball and play because I like watching people play baseball. So when you just are watching a ball fly out of the arena over and over again, it's exciting, but eventually it loses its excitement and you're just sitting there waiting for the ball to fly. I I don't know. I just, I like watching plays happen and I think it's boring overall. So I don't know. It's real interesting to me that this whole thing came from a woman's joke. (laughs) Like, man, take me out to the ball game. You know what I mean? All right. If you can't tell, I'm feeling pretty tired and kind of sick. Mostly just in a, this hotel room has carpet kind of a way. So I'm going to move on to this rosin bag and then we're going to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, RJ Silva nine asks, or says, I just learned that ax handle bats are a thing and I'm unsure what I think about them. One, have you seen them? Two, what are other handle types that should be put on bats now? Broadsword motorcycle throttle. Well, one, I've seen them. My teammate has one. And they're pretty cool, and I think they're pretty great, and they make a lot of sense. And it's not just for, like, looks and, like, oh, look at this crazy thing. It um, actually helps your hands to turn those hands over, you know, because the knob isn't – you're not fighting the knob. The knob is, like, part of your hands, which is pretty cool. And the bat is pretty great, and I like it a lot. So as far as other handle types, let's see. I mean, I think broadsword is a great idea. I think, you know, samurai sword is an even better idea because it doesn't have that thing. And then maybe we do um, jump rope handle. <laughs> I think that would be a great idea. So, friends, this is a quickie. Thanks for sticking around for this just quick around the horn on men's baseball this week. Um, I did. I watched uh, James Madison beat Michigan. Uh, in the NCAA softball tournament. That was a pretty sick game. This uh, Michigan player, man, she got all of, she got all of one. It's always nice to see just like a home run. I love seeing a home run in softball. Cause like it's the same and it's cool. Um, so that was fun. I watched that on the plane. Um, come see me in Birmingham slash Hoover. That's happening tonight. So you're probably not, that's Never mind. Come see me in Huntsville, Alabama, which is probably happening tonight when this podcast is coming out. And then after that, I'll be uh, in Nashville at Zany's on the 23rd. So you should come to that show. And then if you're in Los Angeles, come out to the Lodge Room on the 29th. Going to do another comedy show there. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, Please keep like uh, telling folks about this podcast. Got a lot of fun things in store this summer. Buy some of our stuff, merchandise on the store. I think it's Teespring. I always get them confused. I can't ever tea public. I it's tea public. It's tea public. So buy some stuff on there. Support the show. Wear it around. It's cool to see your see people wearing it. Uh, keep being kind to each other. And as always, if you liked it, you liked it. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>